This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Oscar Masia. He's an experienced sales-oriented manager and entrepreneur. He's the co-founder and CEO of Force Manager, which has transformed from a small startup to a leading competitor in sales management in a very short amount of time. The rapid growth has been Force Manager's impact spread globally to over 35 countries with offices already in Spain, London, and Latin America, counting with a wide portfolio of clients, including several large multinationals. Oscar, are you ready to take us to the top? Hi, how are we doing? I'm doing good. Okay, so tell us about Force Manager. You know, the sales space is a tough space. Uh, what do you guys do and how do you make money? Well, basically, it's a, it's a tough space, but it's a huge space. There is huge opportunities and there are a lot of niches where you can, you can get value from. For instance, in our case, uh, we have specialized ourselves in field sales. Uh, field sales is a bit, very important part of, of the sales landscape. And, and there are a lot of field sales reps out there that need a different solution than the conventional CRMs. In our case, uh, we use and we leverage uh, contextual information, AI, and everything to, to provide a solution for field sales reps that it's more a uh, sales assistant that's basically helping them on their daily activities. So this is basically our, our approach. And well, it's been quite successful and we are growing so much in the last years and I think it's a, How it's much? a very good solution for these guys. Well, uh, basically, we are doubling our staff and our our business every year. So uh, for for this this market, I think it's a it's 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 a great number, of course. And so are these these are teams that utilize field sales. It's a mobile app that you know the sales rep in the morning pulls it up on their phone. They see where they need to go today, and they you maybe recommend where they should drive and who 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 they should close. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very important for a mobile application to understand the context of the user every time, because uh, as long as mobile users, they are just looking to their phones, they're a very short window of time. Uh, we need to provide them always information that it's uh, interesting for them at that time and it's actionable. Uh, for instance, we use geolocation to provide information on their surroundings. Uh, for instance, if he has to go to a next visit, uh, we take in account the traffic conditions. So basically leveraging all the information that we have already in the system to help the, this guy to do better his job. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you mentioned on your website, some of your clients include like Zapper and Hertz and Ford. Can you tell us how maybe everyone knows Hertz, I think. How does Hertz use you? Well, basically, these guys, they have a, a very interesting B2B model. So uh, because basically they, they are selling their services to, to corporations and small and medium businesses. So uh, basically, when it comes to sales, basically, you have two parts, you know, uh, the first one is hunting and the, the second one is farming. In this case, we help them to, to get uh, new customers on board uh, and running through campaigns and track everything on the process and have a full trackability on how these uh, campaigns are going 
or basically managing their sales seems like uh, you do with your yeah, but like our hurts our hurts sales our hurts sales reps i mean what are they doing each other are they driving around in in california what like i thought hurts was a stationary rent-a-car place yeah, that's it, because uh, they have a, a business unit that they sell their services to companies. So they have to visit companies in-house to offer their services. And this is where, where our product really makes a difference. I because see. they need to be they need to, to be proactive and go there to find their the, 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 the potential customers. I see. Uh, what's your business model? How do you make money? Well, we are another software as a service company. And yes, and well, basically we, we charge our customers uh, monthly uh, or yearly and basically per seat. And what do people pay on average, would you say, per month? Well, it depends on the number of seats, but uh, we can say that the, the, the basic, the, the basic um, well, what's seat your is around... Yeah, what's your average, though, like across your entire customer base, would you say? Yeah, I would say it's around uh, 20, 30 sales reps, when that's probably uh, around uh, $2,000 per month. Okay, so, so it's about 100 average. bucks a seat. Yeah, more or less, Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. And now tell me more about the backstory here. When did you launch the company, Oscar? Well, we started back on 2011. So it's been, it's been such a long time since we started First Manager. And well, it's been a, a very long story. So a lot of things happened. Uh, at the beginning were me and my, my co-founder, basically two guys sitting together in front of each other. And then uh, we had to hire a lot of people. We needed to build the technical stuff at the, the beginning. Are then, you technical uh, or business? Sales, marketing. Excuse me? Were you technical or business? Like, how did you guys meet in the beginning? Well, uh, my my co-founder is a tech guy. I'm the business guy. But the cool thing here is that I understand perfectly his needs because I have a technical background as well. And he has a business background as well. So uh, I think we are very complementary, but we understand each other what uh, what's our role in the company. And did you guys just in the beginning just say, okay, we're just going to split equity 50-50? Or how did you have that tough equity conversation? Well, I think the, 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 it's very important to be very straightforward and put this over the table as soon as possible. And in our case, as long as we were providing the same amount of value to the project uh, and we were 100% committed, uh, 50%, 50%, I think, was the, it, at that time was the, 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 the obvious uh, outcome. So this is basically what we did. And you said at this time, so you're inferring something has changed. What has changed? Well, from from that point, has sent a lot of things. And now uh, we are scaling our company. Uh, we are we are going to new markets. So and now uh, the company is absolutely different from what the company was at the time. So a lot of things have changed. Well, how does that all impact the cap table, though? That's what I'm interested. I mean, is he still with the company? Or oh, did he sorry. Leave? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, every time we go for a funding round, uh, the table changes. Uh, because we have new investors that are, are, are coming on board. And we've been through a seed capital round, a, a Series A, Series A+, plus, uh, and now a Series B. How much so total have you raised? Uh, we've raised so far, I think it's about 15, from probably around six, six, $16 million. One six, right? One six, right. Okay, $16 million. And... Why did you decide to raise the capital versus continuing to bootstrap? Like, where is it going? Is the tech really hard? That's where you need the capital? Or is it user acquisition that you need the money for? Where'd you use the money? Well, it's it's a pretty good question because uh, when basically when you're at the, at, the, at the position, it's the first thing that you have to, to turn to yourself. It, it's a good idea to raise money because when you have investors on board, uh, basically you have a, another responsibility and another people to be accountant to 
So, um, of course, in our in our case, as long as we are in the tech business, uh, we know that the best um, uh, barrier to enter to, to our competitors is growth. So we need to grow very, very fast. And the only way to, to grow very, very fast is having capital. Yeah, Oscar, so, to, to be clear, so, though, my question is, where strategically do you spend the money to drive the growth? Is it on an engineering team because the tech is really hard? Is it on acquisition because those leads are expensive? Where is it? Well, it depends on the moment of the company. At the beginning, it was everything about product, product and product. But as long as the company has a stable product and it's a good market fit, everything is about sales and marketing. So right now, I would say that 80% of our expenditure every month, it's going to marketing and sales and other related activities to marketing and sales. Yep. But at the beginning, everything is about product. What's your team size today? Uh, we are about to get to 100. I think we are 95, probably. Okay. So basically, this is where, where we are. And where are you guys all based? Uh, we are based in Barcelona. Uh, then we have a team in, 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 in Madrid, another team in, in the UK, in London, another team in, in Mexico, in, in another one in Colombia, sorry. Very good. Okay, so, so we are we spread are spread out. abroad. Yes. Yeah, spread out. Okay, good. And then you mentioned you're spending, you know, eighty percent of your spend is on sales and marketing activities. Ignore sales reps and any human expenses. What do you spend each month just on paid acquisition? Well, um, right now we don't have a, a very active paid acquisition strategy because we switched from inbound to outbound. Uh, we we are investing heavily on on outbound campaigns. Um, what I mean with Adcon is basically that we have SDRs. Uh, we have the typical predictable revenue team, SDRs, uh, phone calling, then uh, inside sales that are basically getting the lead uh, and running demos and then closing the deals. So uh, at the beginning, we were very focused on, on lead acquisition uh, through online channels, like for instance, mobility. Uh, we were on Facebook, uh, we were on Google AdWords and so on. But now we are putting more resources on, on Advent because it's it's a way to be more strategic in sales, because this way we can target better at the industries where we are more strong. And the good thing here is that we get a lot of feedback because we can actually talk with our prospects. It's basically a thing that you cannot do when you are doing uh, uh, basically in, uh, online marketing most of the times. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. Considering all of this, you know, you're scaling your sales team, you're experimenting, you know, you're experimenting with paid, you're really not anymore. What is your fully weighted CAC right now? What are you paying to acquire customers? 
Well, it really depends on the on the on the segment because uh, we are going to mid market and to big market. Uh, in mid market, uh, it's 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 around three uh, k uh, per customer, and in in big market, the big corporations, it's about uh, eight to ten k. It really, but it re, it's it's quite related on the size of the customer and the total value that this customer is going to lead you to over the table along the years. Yep. And, and that's basically where you have to look into the, if, you're, if, you're, if your company is going to be profitable in, on, the, on the long run. So yeah, let me ask that question differently because this it won't matter what cohort you answer this for. What is your, what payback period do you like to optimize for? Yes, well, uh, the thing is that the, the margin, the total margin of the, of the customer should be around 80%. So if it costs you 20, uh, you will have to be able to collect from this customer in the whole life of the customer around 100. So this is basically the metrics that I have on, on, on my on my head. Well, because yeah. Otherwise, it cannot be a good business, you know. But that can still, even if those numbers are healthy, it can still kill you. So if you only spend three grand on acquisition, but it takes you 30 years to right get get 4x, you know, CAC. That that's why I ask about payback period, the time it takes you to recover the CAC, not what it is over their life. Oh, okay, and basically it's it's between eight to ten months. That's depending healthy. on the on the core, right? Yeah, it's very healthy. That's we good. have a very good unit economics, and it's basically because we focus a lot of that. Because until we raise the last capital round, we had to be very, very, very precise on how we spent our money because we were capital constrained and we had to be almost in break even, and we had to look into the numbers very very precisely every month. Well, Oscar, you know this, but the king of unit economics in any SaaS company comes down to one number and that's churn. What is your churn at right now? Well, the gross churn uh, is around 0.8% monthly. Uh, it depends between 0.5 and 0.8. Uh, so I would say it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a very good churn rate. And that's logo churn monthly is about 0.8%. Yeah, it's it's the MRR, uh, but it's basically what matters to me, you know. <laughs> is your is the, your logo churn though about equal to your revenue churn, or no? They're different. No, uh, logo churn used to be slightly higher because, uh, as you know, uh, the small companies are the ones that churn the most. Yeah. And, so, so what and, is and that it, though? What is? Tell me both of them. So, so revenue churn is healthy. What's logo churn? Well, logo churn is a little bit higher. I don't I don't remember uh, the name right now. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the the same number, but it's a little, slightly higher. But it, it really depends on the core because uh, the, the very small uh, customers are the ones that churns the most and uh, the, the biggest customers are the most stable ones. Well, yeah, that's why, so you, that's why you give me revenue churn number, right? Right. This is the revenue for, for me. It's, it's what matters. You yeah. know? So you haven't hit net negative revenue churn yet? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, the figures I was telling you was, uh, was a gross churn. Uh, the, the, the net churn is negative. Got it's it. It's minus 0.5% Got monthly. It. That, that's good. That's great. So yeah, about negative 6% annually, meaning your expansion revenue makes up more than covers any lost revenue and then adds additional 6% on top of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. And give me a sense of uh, how many customers you're helping out now. Where, what are you at? Uh, we have around 700 customers. Okay, great. Right now, pay, paying customers. And, and they used to be you know, around uh, between 20 and, and 3,000 sales reps. 3,000 sales reps is the biggest one that we have right now. So um, most of them are, are big corporations. Yep. So have you, I mean, if I take 700 customers and you, you know, times that the ARPU you told me earlier of around 2,000 folks, because you said the average sales team is about 200 people. I mean, you guys are doing well north of 1.4 million monthly, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. 
it, uh, do you do you think this we're about to round out this year? I mean, do you think you go you'll break the twenty million dollar ARR mark this year or no? Well, I, I don't think so. We will try. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be hard. You have ten but, days. You have uh, ten days left. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be very complicated. Yes. All but, right. Well, we are we're gonna we're gonna try to do our best. Sure, That's good. And what you said you're about doubling year over year. So is it fair to say back in December of 2016 you were doing somewhere around 700 or 800k a month? Yes. About a year ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good, Oscar. Let's wrap up here with the famous of five. These are quick answers. Number one, what's the last business book that you read? Well, the last one, um, let me think. It's one about hiring. Uh, I think it's called Who. Uh, it's a very, very interesting book for to read to any founder or anyone related on on human resources. And if it's 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 a really good one because hi, having the the, the world in class guys on board is it's. It's paramount for building a business. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Well, um, uh, the one that it's cooler for me, <laughs> and, and I love his style, is is the one that is running SpaceX and Tesla. So he, this guy is, uh, Elon is, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Elon Musk. Number three, uh, what's your besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? The online tool? Well, um, one of the tools that we use all the time, and we are very happy using it, is HubSpot, for instance, for our, our marketing campaigns. So it's it's a very very built up tool, and we love it so no, much. Number that's interesting because they're all about inbound, and you're shifting to more outbound strategy, but they're still helpful, huh? Yeah, it's very helpful. Yes, because uh, we are doing outbound strategy, but we have a lot lots of inbound, so uh, we need to manage them. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Around six hours. Okay, that's good. And what's your situation, Oscar? Married, single? Do you have kids? I have three kids. Holy mackerel! So I'm married, ma- married with three <laughs> kids, and how old are you? I'm forty. Forty. Okay. Last question. Take us back twenty years. What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Oh, probably how to hire people better. This is something very, very important, and a lot of things related related to business. Basically, how to manage people and align them to basically what you want to do. This is probably the most complicated part of managing a company. There you guys have it from Oscar with Force Manager. He wishes he would have learned how to hire better and faster and quicker and more efficiently. He launched the company back in 2011, has since raised about 16 million bucks, 700 customers he's currently helping. They're growing 2X year over year. So again, about in 2016, doing about 700 grand in revenue. Now today in December 2017, doing 1.4 million bucks a month, super healthy unit economics, uh, retaining loads of their customers, super healthy uh, payback period of eight to 10 months with his team of 100 folks between Barcelona, Madrid, UK and Mexico. Oscar, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Okay, thank you so much.